Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. I'm Sarah Avery of Sarah Avery Legal Practice and today I'll be taking you on a short journey through a report by the Law Council of Australia. It's called the Lawyer Project Report and it was published in September 2021. I'll be hitting you with the headline figures from it and letting you know where you might be able to find that if you would like to know more about what it says. Recording this podcast on the traditional lands of the Ngunnawal people, and I pay my respects to their elders past, present and emerging, and I acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. Amongst the legal profession, it's been recognised for a long time that we don't have the best public profile. People tend to think of lawyer jokes when they think of us, and they also might think about stereotypes of lawyers from television shows as people who are greedy or fraudulent or cunning or sly. But lawyers are very rarely any of those things, and that perception is something that the Lawyer Project report touches on. And what it's trying to do is provide some concrete facts and figures so that lawyers can actually make it a bit more clear to the public about what they do and why it's useful. So the Law Council's report hits on five key areas. They are part one, contribution to the Australian economy, part two, contribution to the administration of justice, part three, contribution in times of emergency, part four, contribution to public policy, and part five, social and community contribution. So for my part, the two parts that I'm most interested in are parts two, contribution to the administration of justice, and part five, which is social and community contribution, just because they're closest to my heart. But every area that lawyers work in are important. And that's why the report goes through all of those. So I might start with part one. I think that's a very obvious place to start. We're talking about contribution to the Australian economy. In terms of employment, the legal sector employs more than 100,000 people in Australia. And various sources paint that picture, including the Australian Bureau of Statistics. Its last legal services publication Um, was published quite some time ago in 2008. At that time, there were 15,325 businesses and organisations mainly aimed at providing legal services or legal support services, and those businesses employed 99,696 people. So I said that was from 2008, but the ABS doesn't do that survey anymore. So it's sort of been um, assumed that... Those numbers are increasing and there was a report, the Australian Industry Report, released by the Australian Bureau of Statistics um, for the financial year 2015-16. There were 104,429 people employed in the legal services sector. So that's a lot of people in terms of, I guess, contributing to the economy itself. Legal services employ quite a lot of people. Now, Because it's a service-based industry, there are obviously going to be people paying for legal services, so it contributes to the economy in terms of goods sold. So I don't know too much about that 
area and how to explain it well, but this report on page 11 notes that the direct contribution of the legal services sector to the economy um, is generating value in excess of $13.5 billion. Now, you can also talk about law as an import or export. Um, I'm going to skip past that because I say it's not super interesting to me, but it might be something that if you want to know more about it, you can get hold of this report yourself. I'm going to move forward now to another part of this report. But as I said, if you wanted to know more, you could look at the report and they have case studies in there. So I'm skipping now to part two, contribution to the administration of justice. Now, lots of people have said lots of things about how lawyers uphold the rule of law. The former Chief Justice of Victoria, the Honourable Marilyn Warren, has said that providing advice on contracts, mergers and acquisitions, banking, taxation and all the rest, the assessment of discovery, the traipsing to court to examine files and subpoenaed documents are all about rules. They are the rules that control the disputes between citizens and the citizen and government. If there were no rules and the lawyers did not apply them, we would not have a peaceful, organised and lawful society. Without the rules, we would not have the rule of law. So while lawyers mostly do not heal the sick or save lives, they are pivotal to our society, to our democratic system. That upholding of the rule of law is a strong part of why I chose to go into the legal profession. The Law Council notes that there's a view that when there's a well-functioning legal system, there is a well-functioning society. Now, there are a lot of details in this report about the rule of law and discussions about the Australian experience. So the Law Council points out on page 24 that former Chief Justice Spiegelman um, of the New South Wales Supreme Court has said that lawyers play a part in the invisible social infrastructure and I would agree with that. A lot of what lawyers do is invisible to the general public, but the way we try to make sure that the law is seen as legitimate um, is something that is pretty key to our functioning democracy and the rule of law in Australia. The Law Council also notes on page 24 that the courts uphold public purposes in enforcing legal rights and obligations identifying how the law has developed, resolving private disputes and denouncing and deterring certain conduct. So just the whole part of the legal infrastructure, including the courts, have a significant role to play in Australia. The Law Council also notes on page 25 that access to the law is only possible because of the legal profession. That is practically true. I don't think it should be true. Um, we do have legislation available online. We do have some case law available online. But for all practical purposes, it can be really difficult for the average person to know where to look and interpret that. So, yeah, access to the law is only possible because of the legal profession. I don't think that's how it should be, but that is how it is at the moment. 
The report goes in depth about legal assistance services, such as Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander legal services, community legal services and legal aid commissions. It also talks about other services such as family violence prevention legal services. And it notes that these frontline legal services are for a lot of people the only chance they have to get legal advice and representation. So another case study is put forward on page 31 about lawyers as compassionate advocates. Now, it talks about the different types of battles that lawyers might help fight on behalf of clients. It refers to litigation in migration and citizenship matters in the AAT and the federal courts as being David and Goliath battles. Just for anyone who doesn't know, the AAT is the Administrative Appeals Tribunal. So while I said this is my favourite area, I recognise there's a lot more um, areas that the Law Council of Australia has talked about. So they move on to part three on page 37 of their report, Contribution in Times of Large-Scale Crisis or Disaster. And I think we can all think pretty quickly that the pandemic itself is a disaster. Now, a lot of people have required legal assistance and legal advice in relation to their employment or their employees. Also, people have noted that lawyers are involved in disaster responses. So a commentator named Elise Moschini has talked about lawyers and said that the images we most readily associate with disaster response are of the arrival and distribution of relief goods. Less often do we think of the legal and regulatory systems within which disaster operations are conducted. The lawyers and bureaucrats who design these systems are unlikely to be heralded as disaster heroes, but their role in facilitating and regulating an effective response can be just as crucial to ensuring that critical relief swiftly reaches those most in need. So that's quite interesting, and that really relates to what I mentioned before about the invisible work that lawyers do. You will probably realise that lawyers were involved in the bushfire disaster response. And also, as I mentioned before, they've been involved in dealing with the pandemic So lawyers in times of pandemic, while providing practical assistance to clients, also provide scrutiny and communication about extraordinary executive powers. So on page 43, the Law Council of Australia notes that the legal sector has closely monitored the emergency vesting of increased powers with the executive, including through contributions to parliamentary scrutiny processes and social commentary. So there we go, that's yet another way in which lawyers contribute. Part four is contribution to public policy. So I can tell you from my own experience um, as president of the ACT Law Society, our law society is constantly requested by the government to provide commentary on laws that are being drafted and social policy that underpins laws that are being drafted. That's not something that is that the ACT Law Society is alone in. Every law society around Australia does it. And in addition, legal bodies that are separate from those law societies, so perhaps women lawyers associations, 
um, human rights legal centres and other centres of knowledge, whether formal or informal, do provide assistance and advocacy for policy and law reform. Now, the Law Council itself is a pretty good example as well um, of someone who contributes to law reform through its constituent bodies. So those constituent bodies are the law societies from around the Australian states and territories. And on page 46 of the report, the Law Council of Australia is indicating that during 2020, they made 218 submissions and also they note that their constituent bodies, as I said, those are the law societies, have made a significant number of submissions on their own at their state and territory level. Legal Aid New South Wales made at least 28 publicly available submissions. The Consumer Law Action Centre made at least 49. Human Rights Law Centre made at least 18. And the National Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Legal Services made at least eight publicly available submissions. And these were despite the impact of the pandemic, which obviously took a lot of attention away from the usual work that these places would do. So I'll probably just deal with that issue that briefly because there is so much more. Part five talks about social and community contribution. Now, on page 51 of the report, the Law Council of Australia talks about what Associate Professor Jeremy Sarkin has noted, um, which is that lawyers can express and reinforce social values and ethical principles, which should underlie the restructuring of the social order. Now, that sounds a little bit ominous, but really it's talking about lawyers being able to help move things along or help reinforce social values. So just from my own examples, we might be talking about things like marriage equality. We might be talking about things like getting rid of certain defences that have been around in the past at common law. So things like the so-called gay panic defence that really were underpinned by well, basically by homophobia and the previous social acceptance that that was a good basis um, for taking someone's life if someone had made an advance upon you, um, a sexual advance is what I'm trying to get at. So someone makes an advance on you, you panic and you kill them. In the past, that was known as the gay panic defence. And so those are the kinds of things that lawyers do lobby about and draw to public attention and also rewrite laws um, when it's in legislation or add new things to legislation to explicitly remove that defence. So obviously in terms of moving um, society's values forward, they have an important role. The Law Council also talks about lawyers as community connectors. So they do note, and it's absolutely true, that there's a strong culture of volunteerism in the legal profession. That can be manifested by pro bono work, but also it can be about putting people in touch with resources. And I can say in my own business, a lot of the phone calls that I receive are actually people who I can't personally help, but I will take the time to listen to what their issue is and help connect them to someone else who can help them, whether that's legal aid, a community legal centre or a law firm that actually deals in that area of work. So we do have an important role that a lot of us play 
out of the goodness of our hearts because we want to do the right thing for society, just helping people get in touch with the resources that can help them when it's often not us specifically. There's also been commentary, particularly in relation to rural, regional and remote settings. Lawyers have been recognised as having a place in the civic identity and economic viability of rural communities. That's been noted by Simon Rice. They're seen as a part of um, the community and it's been observed that the loss of legal practitioners is felt in the fabric of the community, as is the absence of a doctor, nurse, accountant, or any of a number of other professionals that are part of the normal composition of more urban communities. So basically, they're quoting from a researcher or a commentator who thinks that, I guess, you know how small towns have a pub um, at a church and things like that. They're saying that a lawyer is one of those similar institutions. Now, there was also a report, the review of the Indigenous Legal Assistance Program 2015 to 2020 in relation to the role of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander legal services. And Ab Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander lawyers in those services were found to engage really effectively with the communities that they were serving. And it was found that they had a high level of trust within the communities because they were delivering culturally safe services. They were said to be skilled at communicating legal concepts and processes to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander clients. And they were seen as being an important role as cultural conduits between clients, court users and justice systems. The Law Council points out that it's really hard to accurately measure the role of lawyers in community cohesion. It's not a very formalised value and it's hard to measure, but their view is that overall it's pretty obvious that lawyers are highly engaged in public service and often very highly regarded on an individual basis for the services that they provide. So that does fly in the face of the more popular view of lawyers as basically um, people like the lawyers on the show suits who do lots of naughty things and are only out for themselves. So there are more case studies about the role of lawyers as connectors to complex systems. And the case study in this area was put together with the assistance of the Northern Territory Legal Aid Commission. And I might just read this case study to you. Peter lives in the Northern Territory. He has been the main carer for his children since they were little. Peter sought assistance to help resolve a potential dispute with the mother of their children. Their mother took me to the courts asking for the kids to live with her. The case was hard and it went for a long time, Peter says. I had so much to deal with. In our whole family, there was a lot of arguments and there were so many people telling me what to do and taking care of the kids and dealing with the court matter. It was a lot to deal with. Upon reflection on the role his lawyer played in the proceedings, Peter states, If I didn't have a lawyer, I wouldn't have known how to go about any of it. A lot was learning to be patient and understanding the system, that everyone gets a say and a fair go. That can mean that things drag out, but my lawyer had my back, and once I told her what I wanted, I knew she was doing everything in her power to help, and I could leave it with her. 
It is good to have a law that can help us out. And now that the matter is finished, so has all the arguing in our family. My kids are safe and can spend time with both sides of our family and know their Aboriginal culture both ways. I'm very grateful. So that's the case study for part five. And the report concludes on page 55, just noting that lawyers make many and a variety of contributions to the Australian economy, to its justice system, to society and community, and that these things are often hidden, but they are nonetheless significant and worthy of acknowledgement. So there you go. I agree with everything the report says that I've been able to glean um, and put forward to you. There are a lot of really important roles that lawyers play. The main thing that I take away as being really significant um, and true to my own experience is that a lot of what lawyers do is actually hidden behind the scenes. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Not Just a Lawyer podcast. I hope you found it interesting. I found it really interesting to read the report. Now, if you want to find that report, there are a few ways to do it. First, I'm going to put the link in the show notes. But if you want to do a Google, if you Google Law Council of Australia and then you Google The Lawyer Project Report, you are going to come up with it. But as I said, I'll pop it in the show notes so that you can find it for yourself if you'd like to have a look. I hope you found it interesting. I definitely find it interesting to reflect on what lawyers do and to look at quantifiable ways that we can see the contribution that lawyers make because I know I've spent a lot of blood, sweat and tears and time um, of my own trying to make society a better place. I think that's shared by an absolute ton of lawyers out there so it's nice to be able to read about what we do and it's also lovely to be able to share that with you. Thanks again for listening and have an excellent week.